0: previously, on Zero Credits.
1: I've summoned several ghosts and they're yelling instructions in my head about how to open a portal to the past! Ah! They- they're also- they hate tomato soup! I don't know why! John, a portal has opened up and I, I believe we're being sucked inside! John, if you could look this way, stop looking at the camera, John! Jesus Christ, I'm disappearing
0: into a portal!
1: Can we get over fantasy... wait, get over? No. I'm not gonna say can we get over fantasy books calling people half-breed, because that sounds like I want us to do it. What are you, a fence? Huh, I'm a door. Do you want to take like a good 30, 30 second, 30 second pause? Hold on, I'm, I'm pausing for comedic effect. Oh, yeah, 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 that's good. And actually, I think, I think it would be good if after this pause, you said hello, welcome to zero credits. <laughs> welcome to zero credits. That was really funny. Monkey Japes, everyone, and welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name is Henry. And my name is John. And together we're Henry and John coming at you to discuss the cultural happenings of that there zeitgeist. It is Monkey Japes today, and I am aggressively talking into the microphone. Yes, we have... we are not compensating for anything because this episode is recorded with us being farther apart and not in person. This is probably going to be one of a handful of times that we'll have to do this. That's right, John. We are in the same room. We are sitting in the same couch. We are in the couch. That's how serious we are. This, this day, this day, this monkey japes, this day, John, could not be more important. That's right. Today, me and Henry are happy to introduce our new holiday, Monkey Japes. Monkey Japes with guffaws and uh, revelries, and we want we <laughs> we want to take this from the top. It's a brand new holiday. We have to celebrate that holiday first, so that they honor it. Those darn people on the Holiday Council. That's right, Henry. If we get our own new holiday, then we're going to be able to join the Holiday Council. And I i don't really want to talk about how it went the last time you and I were in front of the Holiday Council. It did not go well, John. For one thing, I talked like this the entire time. And they thought I was some type of shock jock some type of radio dj or maybe i was calling out the grave digger this monday
0: night at the super slam dunk competition
1: yes you were calling out the monster truck grave digger now of course the last time we were in front of the, in front of the holiday committee it was a bad scene As we all know, everyone who's gotten a holiday is a member of the committee, and we were torn asunder by the types of Peter Arbor Day, uh, uh, Maria President's Day, and of course, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. That's right. And don't forget, Mr. Christmas, Sally Halloween, and Jackson Memorial Day also did not appreciate our attempts at trying to sell them a brand new holiday. In hindsight, it was very weird to pitch a holiday that was all about talking like a shock jock who's calling out the grave digger, that's right, the monster truck, to the Super slam dunk competition right here in the
0: Thunderdome.
1: Now, I don't want to... I don't want to oversell this. I, uh, I've already said that about another thing, but here's another thing I don't want to oversell. Monkey Japes, of course, is not just about talking about calling out a Grave Digger for the Slam Dome uh, in the Thunder Slam. It is also about paid time off. That's right. PTO, baby. Yes, the chief tenet of Monkey Japes here in the year 2017. That's right. It is March sixth, 2017. The chief tenant of this holiday is, you don't work, but you get paid for it. Now, you might just be saying, that's just a federal holiday. But listen, this would be true even if you didn't have a job. Even if you're unemployed, you'll still get paid as if you had a job. Uh, and also... There's jokes. There's jokes. There's guffawds. There's national paid time off. And as you know, John, everyone who successfully creates a holiday becomes that of akin to a mythical wish granting Genie for 24 hours on their holiday so we could grant wishes that were like... (laughs) That were like... In a good spirit of wholesome jokes, unlike that vile witch Maxine April Fools, who only focuses on the humiliation part of the joke. Or, of course, like, Sally Halloween, bats and shit. Yeah, she's a she's a fear-wish-grating genie. If you hear the sounds of, like, a bottle opening, to pay no heed, my throat is fine. If you heard the, the labored sounds of a, of a can opening, that's uh, just a little monkey jokes. Monkey japes for all here on the monkey japes day. Yes. Monkey japes.
0: <laughs> monkey
1: japes, the thing we are committing hard to, will mention often, and return to. Wait, wait why am I talking like this now? <laughs> Well, it passes on. You took it from me and now you have it now. I'm, I'm sorry to say that I'm finally free, but you have to keep that up. And to prove how good our holiday is, we have made spreadsheets. That is right. We've got three colors for these spreadsheets. We've got a lot of equations. It's very confusing. But the important thing is we use the number three every time to make our decision. That's right. There's a three in everything, brother. Monkey japes, paid time off, spread she eat. Three numbers, triangle laws. You know, John, I, I've often heard that the Egyptians were the most powerful society ever because they worshipped pyramids, which, as we all know, are based on the almighty triangle. Yes, pyramids structures with only three points and not five. Yes, pyramids which have four sides but not three, but those sides are triangles and they oppress a square. I also am oppressed by squares. So a a natural tenet for monkey japes is of course to call for the death of all squares. That The enemy Of the triangle, because all squares, I don't know if you know this, are made of two triangles. That's right, the only shape that makes anything. Have you ever done 3D modeling, brother? I have not, but I suppose you have. Everything's made up of little tiny triangles. Oh, that's right. I feel like in a couple of years, I'm... You know, I'm going to be sitting there on the couch, awaiting the uh, the announcement of the next PlayStation, and I'm going to watch uh, a presentation about how many billions and billions of triangles are being rendered in real time. Twenty million triangles. Wait, hold on. The voice just left me. I suppose it's moved on to some other poor unsuspecting sap. Then. Uh wait. is the vo- the voice is a monkey Japes thing, right? You're right. Another chief tenet of Monkey Japes is that the spirit of a shock jock radio DJ. Who calls out Gravedigger at the Super Slam Thunderdome. Right. I believe he might have died on his way promoting to that event. And so he's constantly haunted by it. But that radio DJ shock jock guy uh, is traveling through all of us for a, a mere... One to five minutes, but he's going to go through every single person on the planet. Like, like Mr. Santa. Just like Mr. Santa. Now, you would, you a lot of people out there, I'm already getting a lot of questions about the Monkey Japes voice calling a gravedigger at the Super Slammer uh, Thunder Domer. Some people are saying that they think he's meaning to call out The Undertaker, and I cannot overstate this. This cannot be overstated. Once again, you would be forgiven for thinking that he is calling out The Undertaker, who is a funeral-themed professional wrestler who has dug graves for people and buried them in them during wrestling matches but you would be incorrect. He is, in fact, challenging famous monster truck grave digger to the Super Slam Thunderdome, or... It's the Super Slam Dunk. The Super I... Slam Thunderdunk. I think he's trying to challenge him to a basketball competition, and uh, but it's like a Slam Dunk contest. I don't know. Have you seen how how high Grave Digger can jump? Yes. Which Look, I don't know why he's constantly calling out Grave Digger the monster truck to a basketball slam dunk competition. I think that's one of the great mysteries of Monkey Japes. I don't Uh, know if you've ever seen it, but when Grave Digger takes off his weighted clothing, he's so powerful. Yeah, no, it's insane. Yeah, that chassis, all weighted clothing. Yeah, when he takes off the the giant weighted chassis and cape that he wears and then yeah. uh, and then down with the sickness starts playing. Yeah, it's pretty insane and I ch- to add on to this, I have to say uh bye angle. Oh, like goodbye to squares? Yeah, good goodbye. Yeah, 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 yeah. John uh is it okay if I interrupt whatever we're doing right now to ask you a question? Oh, what is it? What is my question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, well, I'm going to ask you just one question. Uh, What are we doing? Oh, uh, we're talking about monkey chips. <laughs> oh, cool. I don't know why I asked you that. Oh, well, fuck this. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> You ever been in a fucking catacomb? <laughs> you ever been in a catacomb? <laughs> hey, John, you John, John, you ever been in a fucking catacomb? <laughs> now, Henry, do you know what a catacomb is? I think I'm too stupid to know, so I, I have no idea. Well, it's, uh, it's a kind of a, it's a kind of a, what's, what's a place where you, uh, what's a place where you would store a body? Oh, like a graveyard. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't understand. Like a great like tales from the graveyard. Tales from the graveyard. So if you take a sentence, right? Imagine there's a sentence, and you don't want people to know what it is. So you like move the words around. Like a that's like a, a form mad, of madlib. It's a form it's of a, it's in madlibchen. Madlib in madlibchen. It is. It is not an in madlibchen. Gra- graveyard so they're kind of like a crypt however if i was mean-spirited and on a on a call with somebody and they said crypt in a way that sounded like crypt, i would probably say that bloods don't hang out in catacombs in paris however i've thought better of that because that joke is mean-spirited and not funny oh hey i've been to paris Oh, you've been to Paris. I want you, John, to know and all of the people listening that I've been to Paris for no other reason than to say, I've been to Paris. I'm sure we'll get a lot of traction out of this. Where'd you go? Above the catacombs. (laughs) Name name one street. Just on the (laughs) street. One street? Name one street you (laughs) saw. Main Street USA, baby. <laughs> I I think you might not have been in Paris. No, I've been to Paris. I was on the Chandelier. I'm sorry. The, the I don't... Chandelier? The Chandelier. Okay. Every night we would eat dinner and like we would bow our heads and say Rebbe, ton, dude. Rebbe Bonton Day. Rebbe Bonton day. I've oh, been man. to Paris. I trust me. I've been to Paris. The only thing I have not been. I we never went to the catacombs. That's a shame because that's where the skeletons live. Skeletons aren't alive, John. You're confused. But what if? I mean, skeletons could be alive. I mean, think about it. We're walking around. We're just. You know, three to five hundred pounds of flesh walking around with a skeleton inside of us all the time. We eat things that make the skeleton stronger. John, 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 if skeletons were real, how would you defeat one? You can't, you can't, you can't. What would happen if you would punch a skeleton? I truly don't know. I don't think you can. I don't think it's possible because skeletons don't exist. Could you... Could you kill a skeleton maybe with a sword? Look, I'm saying in our world. That's right. This world, John. I don't see how you can defeat a skeleton. I don't even see how skeletons could move without muscles. Hold on. Let me just check <laughs> something real quick. Um, I mean, they have a... Uh, uh 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 like what uh, are you trying to suggest, John that like magic exists? I mean they would have to be magical to move around without muscles, so they're magical skeletons living inside of us. What if I ignored whatever you said and uh brought up my completely own different point? What if bones are like alive? <laughs> what if bones are alive, yeah, what if bones were like? Like, some type of immortal parasites that, like, outlive their host, and then they kind of just lay around, just alive, in the bottoms of catacombs, doing bone shit. Oh, like the parasite fish tongue. Right, yeah, like the, the thing that affects people, I mean, fish. <laughs> just just fish. <laughs> Why would I? That's really funny, I made a guffaw there, I said, there's a parasite that will replace the tongue of people. I meant fish. Yes, Henry. It would be insane if something was using a human being to speak... Yeah, that would be insane, brother, but not as insane as I'm going to call out the grave digger that monster truck is going down at the super slam-a-dunk competition live in the Bunderboom. In the the catacombs of Paris is where we roam. We're skeletons on the phone. Nah. Have you ever tried to hang out with a parasite? They're really insufferable. Yeah, all they do is, like, latch on to other people's jokes. Yeah, have you ever been around somebody and uh, you say a joke, but they just say that joke louder and then everybody else laughs? That's a classic parasite move. Yeah, 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 but no, have you ever been, like, around somebody and then, like, you say a joke, but then, like, no one listens, but then they say your joke, like, even louder, and then they start laughing before they... (laughs) Finish the joke and everyone... Have you ever been around somebody who hears you say joke and then they say the joke louder and then everyone laughs? Have you ever been in the Thunderdome with the Gravekeeper and he steals your joke and I turn more into a pirate every time I talk? You're in one. Yeah, it's just like that. But, like, Parasites probably look at us and they're like, Dude, like... They don't fucking be ants. Yeah, it's like, oh, you live in a one-bedroom apartment? I live in an anteater's butt. Yeah, they're like, you work all day for your salary at a job you hate and your boss berates you. And they don't even give you, like, kind, decent things like vacation. That's really weird. Anyway, I'm gonna go make ants climb grass to get eaten by birds. Oh, what are you eating? Two pieces of bread with some meat in between? What am I eating? Just the blood of this dead raccoon. You're using your weird spindly legs to walk around? You know how I move around? I absorb blood into me and shoot it out to move to a new piece of prey. I Listen, maybe there's something to this parasite lifestyle. I spend a lot of time on parasite Twitter. Oh, yeah? Uh, it's it's kind of just vapid, right? Like, they just try to get people to, like, join it and, like, support it, but they never give anything back. Yeah, and they post a lot of memes, but the memes are just memes you've already seen, but they just have, like, new Parasite-specific text written over them. Yeah, it's like a picture of, like, uh, Joe DiMaggio hitting a baseball bat, you know, that famous meme of Joe DiMaggio <laughs> hitting a baseball bat but yeah, st-
0: yeah,
1: i gotcha yeah, yeah 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 we all know the meme yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. um but uh instead of you know the Hold classic on, Henry, t- wait a second i don't mean to interrupt i just thought i just remember something have you seen this classic meme of joe dimaggio hitting a baseball bat yeah no i was just explaining it it was great. oh sorry 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 i, I lost yeah. the thread there i it's just so funny it's, it's very so funny it's very funny. 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 But instead of the original text, uh, instead on t- parasite, Twitter. because we all remember what the original text was. We all know, John. I feel like I feel like you're jumping in because you want to tell people what the text says. So why don't you I, go ahead? I would. I can't. I can't steal your thunder on this. Please, you were telling the story first. It was rude of me. You can, of course, explain. No, no, what the text no, was. no, 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 J- John. I insist. I insist that you explain the text that goes along with the the very famous meme of, of famous baseball player Joe DiMaggio hitting a baseball bat. John, I insist, please tell me the text that goes along with that famous meme. Okay, well, I'll, I'll tell it, but it's not going to be as funny if you just saw it yourself. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you saw it, but just so everybody's aware, in case you haven't seen it. It's a meme. Okay, so it's a meme. It's like a picture on the air. It's Joe DiMaggio, famous baseball, hitting a Joe DiMaggio, famous baseball, hitting a famous baseball bat on the Texas. Take it away, Henry. John, I, I'm going to insist. Look, you wanted to be a part of the story, and I'm going to let you – I, 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 from the bottom of my heart, I'm going to let you be a part of the story. Please, just for the good folks at home who have not seen the very famous meme of Joe DiMaggio, very famous baseball, hitting a bat, a baseball bat – i just it's just like one line of text if you could just apply it and we could move on with my story okay okay so the in the meme famous baseball Joe DiMaggio hitting a baseball hitting a face but hitting hitting a famous baseball bat the text says oh to be a famous baseball being baseball bat being hit by famous Joe DiMaggio, famous baseball uh bottom text Right. But on Twitter on paraf- on para- on parasite Twitter on paraphrase uh, j- Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> on parasite on parasite Twitter all it says is feed me your blood. Uh now I I did jump in there. paraphrase Twitter is a lot different because it's just the regular memes except everything has quotes around it. Right, cuz they want to they want to be right about giving their sources. Yeah. Uh, but on parasite Twitter you might see a picture of, you know, Guy Fieri and it just it just has a meme that says "Feed me your blood." There was a, I feel like there's going to be a meme that's going to be really that's going to be really popular in the next few years of a guy who's next to a girl because you know <laughs> you you know how people are they yeah they I, be, they I, I know standing how, next to each other yeah heteronormative people sure they stand next to each other and the guy's looking back at a girl who's in soft focus walking towards the camera and the girl that he's with is looking at him incredulous like ooh how do you look at a woman and usually you know like the text will be like you you know you you can you you, you know uh but in in parasite twitter it's a picture of the guy well the picture is the same obviously but the guy has text that says parasite and the <laughs> And then the text, of, and then the text over the girl next to him says "raccoon's butthole." And then the text over the girl walking towards you says "raccoon's butthole." I don't know. That seems very advanced. I don't. I, the only memes I've seen are uh, various different pictures, but the bottom text just says "feed me your blood." I I think maybe the one I saw was, like, one of the more, like, highbrow ones. That sounds pretty avant-garde, if you will. Uh, I wish I knew what that word meant. Well, we're not going to spend time on it here because, uh, Guy Fury. you might know him, John, you might know Guy Fury. He's the guy who goes around making fun of restaurants and debuting all these famous art pieces. Yeah, he's a, he's a very prolific artist. He also loves to go into a greasy den and uh, cook hot fries uh, with some person. Right, and the person is usually uh, some type of doctor or surgeon. It's a really interesting show. Uh, but the, the most important part is that uh, Guy Fury, I don't know how I came to this conclusion, I think he's controlled by Parasites. I mean, he never takes his sunglasses off, so his eyes might be dead. yeah, his eyes are probably dead, and as we all know, parasites are afraid of the sun, and it's also yeah, and he has the hair because everyone knows that the hair that he has on the top of his head is one of those one of those fake hairs that you can buy from gift shops that stick out of a stick out of a visor and and honestly, they never do a close up on the hair. But if you would look at his hair, just a bunch of ants are climbing to the end of those hair strands, so birds swoop down and eat them. And you know his famous catchphrase, I gotta get to a high place so birds can eat me. He says that in every episode, he leans into the camera, (laughs) leans into the camera so that he leans out of the window of a 1957 Chevy and says... I got to get to a high place so birds can eat me. Come on, let's check out this new place in Chicago. Yeah, that's pretty much, he begins the episode by saying that and also ends it by saying that. I also, I do want to be clear, there's no way for me to oversell this. Um, It does not change depending on his location. He always says, I got to go to a high place so birds can eat me. Let's go check out this new place in Chicago. Yeah, the next scene. The scene, I guess, is kind of the the next portion of the show. They're in like you know, you know, a, a dive bar in the middle of nowhere, Kansas. But it doesn't matter because in in Guy Fury's mind, he's always trying to climb the Sears Tower in Chicago. Yeah, he's trying to climb the famous Sears Tower of Chicago, which is the highest place where presumably a bird can eat him, if right. our crazy parasite conspiracy theory is true. Yeah. If it's true, I don't know. It could be that he has a bunch of tinier guy fairies in him operating a bunch of cranks and levers uh, a la the very famous Eddie Murphy film, Pluto Nash. Yeah, like exactly like Pluto Nash. Now, Pluto Nash, Eddie Murphy has a lot going on in his career because if you look at Pluto Nash, that obviously is not about a man from space, but about a man who's controlled by tiny parasite Eddie Murphy is... And then you have um, The Clumps, which is a movie about a world controlled by larger parasite Eddie Murphy's. You think Eddie Murphy's trying to say something to us? I don't know. The last time. It's, It's tough with Eddie Murphy because you really want to respect him. And he was, he's clean, and he's been clean in this comedy for a while, and he's been in some movies pretty hit or miss. But back in the 80s, he said some pretty inflammatory stuff. Like on, the, like on Eddie Murphy Hardcore, like the one with the shiny red leather suit. Uh, he said, feed me your blood. Wow. That's pretty controversial for a non-parasitic individual to say. Yeah, it really is, and uh, it's lights come up. He says, "Feed me your blood." Lights go down. Crowd goes wild. And that might explain why he was so insistent on making the movie Pluto Nash, uh, in spite of the fact that multiple people lost their jobs, an entire studio had to fold, and I think some people killed themselves. He's a real John Landis in that way, and that right. he's someone in Hollywood with a body count. It's true. I have no more jokes about that. Apparently Guy Fury might be releasing a new line of eyesight peripherals. Uh, He has 20 extra eyes. That sounds about right. Right. Is it just bags full of uh, of spores you pour into your eyes? It could be. I'm not sure. I'll just know. He's making a, a new pair of glasses with 20 extra pairs of eyes. They're called... Uh, 20 20, 20 vision, uh, the extra 20 for the extra pair of eyes, um, and uh, th- he's calling it his pair of sights. That's pretty funny. For those of you who did not hear the joke, he's calling it his pair of sights. Wasn't there also a song in this 2017 that said 2020, 2020 vision? I would not know, for I did not listen. (laughs) Is this also possibly something we were making a reference to? You know, when we said it moments ago. I have no idea. I do not know. I did not listen to music. You listen to uh, Taylor Swift? Yeah, she's art. Music. <laughs> music is not art. I forgot about your long-held position. Yeah, music is more like, uh, I don't know, who's popular right now here in March 6, 2017. Bruno Mars? <laughs> yeah, Bruno Mars, not art. Art is more like, at this time, I would say, Taylor Swift, Kesha, and and Katy Perry. Uh, but maybe in a couple of years, I'll change my mind about Katy Perry and uh, I'll elevate Kesha more, giving what's happened to her over her career. Well, I mean, let's just look at the very topical March of 2017, Billboard Hot 100. So we we can see what kind of music people are listening to on March 6th, you said? 16th. I think, it, look, uh, it might be 6th, it might be 16th. I don't... Now, of course, uh, I'll just give you the top ten. Shape of You by Ed Sheeran, number one. What? Oh, man. (laughs) I hope that song's not on the radio when I get in a car accident later this year. Uh, Zane and Taylor Swift's I Don't Want to Live Forever uh, from Fifty Shades of Grey. Right. Everyone knows that one. Uh, Number four, That's What I Like by Bruno Mars. Like I said, I told you Bruno Mars was here. And uh, you have, of course, something just like this by the Chainsmokers and Coldplay. Bringing back any memories? No. I just remembered it's the 19th, though. Oh, well, this is for March 18th, so we're good. Shit, oh, fuck. Uh, Paris by the Chainsmokers, you've been there. I have been i have been above the catacombs in paris thank you for reminding the listeners they should really know that i really hope uh going forward that if like a worldwide global pandemic were to break out like a hundred thousand people wouldn't risk getting the virus to go to a chain smokers concert yeah and I, i similarly wish like this is kind of out of the realm of possibility but like for instance let's say a uh a global pandemic happens. I would really hate if people risked their lives and the lives of the people around them for a Smash Mouth concert. That would be a real shame. Uh, now I would just hope that that Smash Mouth concert is maybe like a social experiment and then those people are put in cages. Nope. <laughs> Do not wish that. Uh, Smash Mouth, I mean, put them in cages. What, John? putting people in cages that's perfectly fine in the year 2017 because no one no one would ever do that john we wouldn't literally live under a government that's putting people literally in cages that you're right it's a funny thing to joke about because it has no reflection on reality and it could never happen uh, closer by the Chainsmokers. Chainsmokers in there again at a hot number 10. I Feel It Coming by The Weekend featuring Daft Punk. That song had a, has a moment. Yeah, yeah. It's having a moment right now. It's really blowing up, you might say. Ooh, that Hot Eye Spy by Kyle and I don't know that one. You just made that one up. Uh... Starboy by The Weeknd, Don't Wanna Know by Maroon 5, Issues by Julia Michaels, You've Stay lost by it. Zed. At this point in my life, John, I am not listening to the radio. Because I'm still driving my Scion TC, which I, why would I say that? I'm driving my Scion TC and I have my iPod plugged into my my radio, so I have no need to listen to the radio ever again. Yeah, you are still driving your sign on TC, which I can't imagine for any reason would meet an unfortunate end in the near future. Yeah, I, have, I don't even know why you would say that. I'm just saying, it's always good advice to remember. Turn around, don't drown. That's a weird that you would say that. That's literally what they say on the signs up here in the place I live now. I mean, we're on the same couch. Yeah, we're on the same couch in the same place. Both of us live in the same city that we won't say by name. Right, and we never will. And then as soon as we move, we will immediately say the place that we live because millions of people live there. And also dox all of our friends. Yes, Uh, we will make them doctors. That's what that means, right? Right. Uh, Hey, John, um, you know, I'm really enjoying this conversation, but like, do you have any questions you want to ask me? Um, About Lyme disease? No, no, not that. I'm I'm afraid, I'm afraid, so I've been taking notes on this, on this episode. Oh, are your notes, did did you not, are you not taking accurate notes? Yeah, it appears as though I stopped taking accurate notes at this point. Oh, okay, well, uh, do you have any questions for me about taking on a second job? Oh, yeah, this bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, do you think it's... Let me before before you start. <laughs> yes, do you want to yeah. ask? I just want to. I just want to. Do you want to ask me a question that I will completely not understand for thirty minutes, and then when we're when it's time to move on, I summarize our entire conversation as though I understood it the entire time? Yeah, let me let me ask you a question. Let's say that I have a job that makes me so miserable. Okay, let's say that. Let's say that I am currently working a job that is, I don't realize this at the time, but probably the most miserable I'll ever be. Terrible, terrible job. I will move on to a pretty, I could move on to a pretty bad job that sucks, but does not suck as bad as this job does. Uh, So I'm going to ask you in a hundred thousand different ways, is it wrong to get a second job? Oh, you mean like uh, you want to, like, broaden your horizons? <laughs> yeah, I want to, like, broaden my horizons by getting a second job. Also, at some point, I'm uh, universal basic income. I think there's a strange argument. Yo, I uh, here's how I meant to pose the question to you. Do you think people deserve things as long as they work 40 hours a week? You know, a belief that I have and will continue to have. Um, I think if you want to broaden your horizons, people can do whatever they want. Now, I sure wish I remember what the hell I was talking about when I started asking these questions, because I have uh, no idea what this potential second job I could take up is. But let's just say, I don't know, being a bartender. Oh, is that what it was? Uh, (laughs) Is? Is? Is that what this is? Because I I remember we talked before this, and you mentioned maybe taking on a second job, but for social reasons, not because you needed the money. Yes, I actually now, in the moment, am remembering that when I asked you this, you know, moments ago, uh, that I was actually considering becoming a bartender for a period of time, so I could be around people and not have the same amount of psychic strain that I was having. So you kind of want that summer job feeling where you don't have any of the responsibilities or mess-em-up potentials uh, for your real job that you you could have like a freebie job tending bar. Yeah, because this is a point in both of our lives where we are both far enough in our professional careers that I can say, yes, there is a significant difference between a job that you can have in the service industry or a job that you can have in a white collar industry. And one of them like quote unquote means more than the other, uh, and that's, of course, an opinion I'll continue to have. In no way will we both continue down a professional path and realize that the work we do is probably more worthless than working at a bar or a restaurant. Right. Because when you work one of those uh, uh, service industry or retail jobs, there's kind of an air where it's like you're not going to stick around forever. And so like the bonds with the people you make are aren't really that important. They get you through like the shift or whatever, but it's not as though you're being attached at the hip to them for the rest of your lives. Yeah, it would be nice to have a degree of disposability to a part of my life. Yeah, and that's what I really loved. I worked a summer job once at a a place we will never name, uh, but then we'll continue to talk about at length, uh, where it was kind of like, Henry, uh, we don't know anything about you. And my response is like, yeah, that's by fucking design. I am not going to be here for the rest of my life. Yeah, it's crazy that you worked in that large chain bookstore and we would not mention the name of it, you know, moments ago. Yeah, uh, it's crazy bookstore uh, stuff. Uh, Here's how you steal from books a million. (laughs) Oh, please. I don't think they're in business in the future. They might not be, but this is probably why. Uh, their scanners, their security scanners, only scanned for the barcodes that we put on books, and we only put barcodes on the teen section and the comic section. Oh, nice. For some reason, risk management decided that those two categories of books were the most likely to be stolen, so literally every other product and book in the store would not set off the scanners. So if you wanted to steal like a hundred copies of uh, the Robert Galbraith novel from J.K. Rowling, who we recently learned is J.K. Rowling, the Cuckoo's Conundrum or whatever the dumb fuck it's called, you could do that probably with ease. Right. And here's exactly how you do it, because the store actually has two entrances, John, and I meant to say entrances there. Uh, the, the main entrance, of course, has the scanner and the camera looking at it, but the second entrance was the cafe entrance. So you just go through the shelves, pick up like a couple of books that maybe you want to steal, bring them over to the cafe, sit down and read for like 20 minutes. People are going to forget you're there. They're going to forget that those aren't your books. And then when no one's looking, just walk out that cafe entrance with all those books in hand. Now that really beats my old stealing from books a million strategy. Oh, what did you do? Sometimes, when Books a Million has overstock books or clearance books that they want to get rid of, they'll put them in racks outside. Right. For like a couple hours, just take them. Yeah. I hated working that job. Yeah, it's a good thing that you no longer work it as of uh, months or a year or two ago. Yeah. I anyway, should I become a bartender? Uh, man, that's really up to you. Did you know it's illegal to bring clothes to a clothes store? <laughs> bring clothes into a clothes store? Yeah, why would you do that? It's illegal. That would be crazy. Why would you... Listen, there's only one thing I do at clothes stores, and that's leave with clothes. Yeah, because if you bring clothes to a clothes store, you're going to get tased. You're going to get Tased. <laughs> Wait, does that mean I have to take all my clothes off before I go into a clothes store? Oddly, it's a weird gray area of the law that we never actually talk about. Oh, I guess that's why whenever I leave a clothes store, I'm always wearing the clothes that I take out with me. Right, because it's illegal to leave a clothing store without clothes. Yeah. Otherwise you get tased doesn't matter if the clothes you leave or the clothes the the clothes you leave with or the clothes you went in with doesn't really yeah, matter. Yeah, that doesn't really matter. All that matters is don't get tased because as you know, John, everyone has a taser issued t- to them by the government. Yes, every ta- every taser has everyone's name written on it and there's a taser meant for you. And uh, from every level of government you get another taser. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got Wait, one from d- the federal government. I got one from the national government. Every level of government, I got a taser. Taser. Now, you only get a... The problem is, you get federal and state, typically. But if you live in Texas, you get a federal taser, but a state gun. Yeah, that would... That would yeah. It's true. Texas it, is the exception, baby. It, it proves the rule. Everything's deadlier and less hospitable in Texas. Yeah, uh I don't know how to get there, but uh we have to talk about we have to continue talking about tasers, John. Really? <laughs> yes, we talk about yeah, we do. We do. I'm sorry. Um uh so like the FEMA tasers no good. I <laughs> really <laughs> are we dunking on FEMA? We certainly are, but also I think you got a taser from, like, the National Park Association? Yeah, it smelled like pine. It's got two settings, right? Yeah, the first one is bear, and the second one is mountain lion. Right, right, and they're different because, as we all know, uh, mountain lions can take alternate current, but bears have to take direct current. Exactly, it's like uh, Edison with the elephant. Right, exactly, because... uh, You have to confront bears directly. Uh, And if you assault a bear with alternating current, you know what happens, John? Oh, what? It becomes the moon. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't seem like a thing anyone would say. Happy Monkey Japes! (laughs) Oh, happy Monkey Japes. We came back to it. That's right, because everyone knows that on Monkey Japes, to tell the truth is to tell three lies to your grandmother. Yeah, that's and nine, right. And nine lies to your great-grandmother. It is a bad time to tell the truth, John. On Monkey Japes, the only thing to do is to lie. But if people can tell your lies from your truths, you don't get the money. Does that mean you have to tell 27 lies to your great-great-grandmother? It keeps going exponentially. Exponentially. Three cubed, baby. It's all threes. Yep. Uh, If anyone... And remember the Great Monkey Japes tradition. If you suss out that somebody is lying, you are contractually obligated to walk up to them and say, I have discovered your lie. And you cannot do that on any other day of the year. Well you can, but you're not obligated to. And yeah, and if you do that on any other day of the year, you won't get the money. You get the money if you find a liar on monkey japes. How much money? Oh, you don't remember, John, this grand tradition? <laughs> this grand tradition? You don't I, remember how much money? I wanna I wanna tell you personally. <laughs> The level of terror I feel for not having, you know, since I'm taking notes, accurate notes up to this point, is palpable. Well, John, I'm, I'll just have to fill in the audience. You get $20. That's a lot of money. You could buy a PlayStation 2's hits and, video game. And, and 33 cents. Oh, 2033? Right, because we all remember how important the number three is. There's threes in it. Shout out to the three three three. Shout out to the three three three. You know what? Do you know what area code that is? (laughs) I I don't. Okay. Well, it's fine. Hold on. No, I'm I'm gonna look it up. Three three three. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. Twenty seventeen. It's okay. It's okay. John, John, it's okay. Uh, I've never been kayaking. Oh, you've never been kayaking? Yeah, I think you were wondering if you should buy a kayak. Oh, should I get a second job and then use the revenue from that to buy a kayak? I don't know, man. I've never been kayaking. Wait, I detect your lie. (laughs) That's not true. I have not been kayaking. It's oh, twenty seventeen. You, you have not been kayaking in twenty seventeen. This is a fact. This is right. a fact. I can't foresee a future that I will have done that in three years. I don't. I don't see that happening. It's. I mean, you would have to live somewhere with a body of water adjacent. Yeah. Yeah. Some with like a a river running through downtown or something. Uh, but I don't. I. I don't foresee myself doing that anytime soon and uh to answer your question it was guadalajara mexico john oh the birthplace of monkey japes the birthplace of kenny rogers the birthplace of kenny rogers right remember his song his hit song this feels like a nightmare <laughs> It's hit song. Kenny Rogers hit song. You remember it? I was born in Guadalajara, Mexico. This this episode that we are recording both now that we are talking through right now. This is insane. <laughs> You might be c- confused with Kenny Chesney, I get it. <laughs> this is this is insane. If I was listening to this podcast episode right now, I would be furious. Because Kenny Chesney Are you kidding? Are you kidding? This is what we're talking about? Are you fucking kidding me? He, he wrote that song are you kidding <laughs> she thinks my tr- <laughs> god damn oh. <laughs> god damn you this is what we fucking wrote, talked about he wrote that song I think she she is no, hold on <laughs> fuck I'm so angry <laughs> um. Kenny Chesney wrote that song She Thinks My Tractor's Sexy and I Was Born in Guadalajara, Mexico but we all know that Kenny Chesney was actually born in Nashville, Tennessee. It is so hard for me to contain my rage that this is what we were talking about now, of course, moments ago. we This natural conversation. But I'm furious. That's right, John. It's time to play our famous zero credits game. Name a country singer. Let's go. Uh, Garth Brooks. Faith Hill. Keep going. Uh, uh, Little Feet. Bruce Springsteen. I spotted your lie. Uh, Kenny Chesney. That's a good one. <laughs> Wait. Um, uh, Garth Brooks. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. I'm going to say Modoc. Reba McIntyre. Rebus McIntyre uh, Reuben Sandwich Reuben Stuttered Um Stuttering Jim Malone A cotton eyed Joe That's right that this has been the famous Zero Credits uh game Country Singer or not What's wrong with us? <clears throat> I don't know what you mean, John. This feels perfectly normal to me. Even though every time I look at my my phone, the the numbers don't like you know. I'm trying to look at the time, and the numbers just keep rolling. I don't get it. Yeah, I uh, cool. I look at my phone, and it's it's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty normal. It's uh, pretty. You have a pretty phone. Yeah, my phone's very pretty. What did you say was wrong with your, your, uh, your, uh, your, your, your phone? Well, no, it's just every time I, I go to look at, like, the time, the numbers just keep rolling, and, uh, it, it's, it, I get really confused, and I think a lot about Lyme disease for, like, 30 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Oh, classic Henry. Oh, anyway, let's talk about Lyme disease. Oh, good. I was just thinking about that. Lyme disease. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Lyme disease. Oh, do you need me to vamp for time? No. I've I've got it all here. (laughs) I've, I've got it all here, John. Up in my head. I just... Okay, let's just do this. All right. John, if I could steer the conversation in a completely different direction for no reason at all. No. Okay, then I won't do it. I'm kidding. Oh, okay. Well, I was looking at a fundraiser, you know, on Facebook. Uh, You know how people have fundraisers for, like, raising money for medical bills. And I came across a condition, and on a whim, I decided to... Uh, Just Google this condition, and uh, it was chronic Lyme disease. Chronic Lyme disease? Yeah, chronic Lyme disease, John. Uh, Are you aware? Are you smart enough to know what... Do you have a brain to know what chronic Lyme disease is? Henry, I'm insulted that you would think that I, a human being... Your human being friend, John... Would not have a brain.
0: And would right. not know what Lyme disease bitten.
1: is. Yeah, no, Lyme disease. If you get bitten by a black-legged dick, you might be at risk for Lyme disease. Uh, it, oh, I, it, that I, is it, a classic. Oh, it's classic. Oh, it's classic. Oh, it's a classic. It's classic. It's classic. Classic stand-up bit. Classic you might have Lyme disease. Um, right. Uh, and these kind of ticks, uh, they're found on a lot of <laughs> mammals, like white-tailed <laughs> deer, uh, white field mice. Uh, but the funny thing, John, is, and I do mean funny... <laughs> I do mean funny in like a haha way, is that uh, half of medical professionals... Uh, Don't agree that the disease exists at all. Really? Really, yeah. Half of them uh, think it's just a bunch of made-up bullshit. Wait, Lyme or the chronic? The chronic Lyme disease, John. I think about 100% of doctors believe that Lyme disease exists, but the chronic variety is split down the middle 50-50 in 2017. I wonder if that would change in the future. I have no idea. <laughs> I um, I'm just gonna keep going. Uh, so uh, everyone knows the symptoms of chronic Lyme disease, but just for the sake for the listeners, I'm just gonna lift off, lift, lift off, list off a few. Uh, you got muscle fatigue, you got drowsiness, you got laziness. Uh, w- Wikipedia actually doesn't list the symptoms. You have to go to LymeDesease.org for a full list. God, that's classic. It's a classic. It's a classic. It's 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 a classic stand-up bit. It's a, <laughs> it's a classic stand-up bit. You gotta go to LymeDisease.org. Uh, the CDC covers what happens when you have real Lyme disease. Uh, and You're bitten by a tick. A bullseye rash will develop. Uh, they test your blood for the bacteria. And if uh, you have the bacteria, you have the disease. Then you take a four-week antibiotic treatment, and in theory, it clears out. Uh, the only problem is this bacteria is kind of smart. It tries to get out of the bloodstream as quick as possible and go to areas of the body where your antibodies don't gather as often. People who are bitten by ticks might not feel Lyme disease symptoms for months to years after the bite. So you're telling me... Months? Years? It could very well be. So people who are bitten by a tick, who do not get symptoms right away, who maybe the bullseye rash does not appear on them, or they're bitten in a place where the rash is obscured by hair or is not in a visible, like, line sight, and they get the symptoms later, they might be feeling like they have chronic Lyme disease, not real Lyme disease, and by then it's too late to check the blood, but they're still feeling like they have the symptoms. And the crazy thing is, if you think you have it, your brain kind of tricks you into having it. Henry, I just want to say, and I can't overstate this enough, if you think you have it, you have it. Maybe. After all, perception is reality. Yeah, wouldn't that be funny? Wouldn't that be funny, Henry? Wouldn't it be funny if perception was reality? If what you're experiencing was reality? I think it would be pretty darn hilarious, I guess. But uh, because the CDC... Okay, this is... Okay, Uh, I'm just going to keep going. Because the CDC doesn't recognize chronic Lyme disease health insurance won't cover the very expensive treatments and courses of antibiotics necessary to flush out this bacteria from the body. And so people end up paying thousands of dollars for these treatments that they think they need, or they might actually need depending on which area of the argument you land on. And so that's why fundraisers are kind of necessary for people who suffer from this disorder and this condition. I think the treatment is important for solving the condition. Right, John. Yeah. The treatment would absolutely solve the condition of chronic Lyme disease. Yeah. And just, you know, just to piggyback off what you said, I think that the treatment would solve the problem that is chronic Lyme disease. Right, yeah, the treatment would solve the problem that is chronic Lyme disease. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm glad you get it. Are you pulling some type of monkey jape on me? Is that why you're acting so weird on this very, very uh, particular holiday? No, Henry. No, Henry. I'm just here doing a podcast with you, on the couch, okay. together. Right. As it has been, you know, and as it will be. Yeah, as it has been, <laughs> and as it will be. Okay, well. Do you, John, do you feel like you need to go to the doctor or something? No, I think, I think, I think, uh, I, think uh, I think I'm Okay
0: know what you
1: know, you, what, fe- you, know you, you know you know you know what's interesting what you said though well I've said a lot of things here tonight John I don't know if any particular one is going to uh, stand out in my memory it's it's just interesting how you said earlier that you can be for years for years and years you might not even know you have the problem. Well, I've never been bitten by a tick, John, so I don't think I'm at risk for chronic Lyme disease. Well, you've never been bitten. You've never been kayaking. That's right. I've never been kayaking. And will you? I don't think I look. If I'm just going to say it right now, I don't think by 2020 I will have been kayaking. I don't think. I don't think that's going to happen. Is it impossible to imagine? That yeah. by 2020 you'll have been bitten by a tick and wouldn't know for years and years and years and years and years and years, and years? well I live it I, I live in a pretty urban area i don't I don't believe it would have to be I don't know some type of like e- ephemeral time tick or something <laughs> It's crazy that is, that's insane I don't think time ticks exist. Everyone knows you can only get a time tick if you're sucked through, like, a time portal that you summon with the help of, like, Ghost or something. (laughs) That's never gonna happen to me. It would be insane to think you could be bitten by a time tick at some point. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, it's insane to think that. I don't know why you're phrasing these questions like this, John. You're acting really weird, um, and... Honestly, I we're supposed. I I feel like we're supposed to be talking about how our bodies are breaking down. Yeah, I I, I can definitely say that uh, I am breaking down. All right, is this a monkey? Be straight with me, okay? This is off the record. Is this a monkey japes thing? Are you monkey japing me right now? No, Henry, I'm I'm being as serious as a heart attack with you. Okay. Okay. Well. You wouldn't mind if I asked you a question only the real John would know, right? I mean, obviously I'm the real John, so why would I think not to answer a question you would ask of only the John reel? Uh Okay, uh, so if you're the real John, and I'm not saying you're not the real John, but uh, say uh, you you hurt your back. How did you hurt your back, real John? No, I mean I hurt my back in a thousand, a million, a hundred million, a billion, ten billion, infinite number of ways. That doesn't seem possible because humans only have one back. And you, you, you told me once in confidence that you hurt your back very badly doing a very particular thing. What was it? I mean, I must have been trying to help my friends. Is why no, I that's hurt my not back. it. You're not John. You're not John. I, I've discovered your lie.
0: I've discovered your lie, Henry. That's me.
1: What? What? No, I've not been lying the entire time. What's happening?
0: I've discovered your lie. Your lie is that you, Henry, are living a lie. Everything you've said lies. No. Everything I say you you've said. Every single thing you've done has been a lie. Henry, look at your phone.
1: What? Wait. Wait. What? So I've got like an Android glitch, and the, the the time doesn't display right. It doesn't. I can't see the current day, year, or time. I, it's just a glitch. But I know in my heart that it is March nineteenth, two thousand seven. look outside. Well, that's kind of hard
0: to do, John. There are no windows
1: in my apartment.
0: Henry, there are windows in your apartment, but there are not windows now. Henry, I need you to listen very carefully. There is no outside now.
1: Well, that can't be, because where... What? But... But... I... I I don't understand.
0: I, I... What? You need to listen to me very carefully. I have a limited amount of time to explain You have become unstuck in time. You are lost. Your apartment is falling through time as we speak.
1: Well, what if I don't speak?
0: If you don't speak, how can you listen?
1: I don't need to to speak to listen. Every time
0: I'm (laughs) you never argue with me. (laughs) <laughs> I very,
1: very something pretty important. Do you mind if I, I do the social
0: media plugs while you, you explain this? Yes, I will. I will give you one more gift in this moment. And I will not interrupt the social media
1: plugs. Oh no no no! F- feel free to interrupt. I, I I I you know I I wouldn't want you to just sit there and do nothing. Um,
0: Wait, hold on.
1: I mean, I guess you could. I feel a little weird about it because, one, I don't know who you are, which is just like, you know, I don't know if you would get it right. Um, so, what? look, I'll do the social media plugs, and then you can, like, interject, okay? Okay. All right. So if you want to get in contact with us here in 2017, all you got to do is reach out on Twitter.com. We are at ZCPCWHJ on Twitter.com, and uh, what does that stand for?
0: You are trapped in an illusion. You are out of time, and we must fix this paradox for it to continue life itself to an end. That's
1: right. We do need to wrap it up today. Uh, So if you want to send us an email, send us an email to email at zerocredits.net. That has always been the email address, as far as I can remember. Henry, you have to go
0: back. Find John. Find the
1: other. And uh, we are also on Facebook, which has not revealed itself to be an evil corporation yet. So we're still going to plug that for the time being. We're not on Spotify yet, so why would I even bring it up? Uh, but iTunes, I think we're on iTunes. Just look for Zero Credits on the iTunes iPod Store, whatever it's called. Uh, leave us a rating and a, and a comment, on, and a, subscribe to the podcast, of course. Uh, so my
0: comment at this point in time. Yes, you are on iTunes.
1: Well, yeah, we were on iTunes from the beginning. I also don't know why I'm addressing this because uh, it's not really happening. <laughs> I don't know where John went, but this is kind of outrageous. Uh, all right. Uh, the, the most important thing you can do is uh, word of the mouth. So uh, if you could tell just a couple of friends that we're Zero Credits, zero credits Podcast and uh, we talk about things that are happening right now in 2017, if you could tell people that would be that's the best way that, uh, you could, um, support this podcast going forward. Henry, I am opening a
0: door now. You must enter it. You must go forward. You must fix the time stream. It is up to you. I can trust no one else with this dangerous task.
1: All right, if you say so. Uh, so from everyone here at Zero Credits, I've been Henry and I'm
0: stepping into a time portal! strangely complied to stepping into the time portal. My time, unfortunately is short. So I will use my ability as a time genie to tell you this in the future one brief message. This podcast has been brought to you by Lisa Actress. He you, you know that each step in a third of your life you, you,